Hi, I'm Kat. And I'm Emma. If you love the Dead Prank podcast, you can help support its future using the ACAST supporter feature. Now, it's up to you how much you give and there is no regular commitment. So if you can and you want to, please do hit the link in the show description to support now. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, welcome to the Deprian Club podcast, a community of like-minded young adults who are all grieving a similar loss. I'm Catherine Hooker and I speak with inspirational people from all over the world whose lives have been impacted from losing a parent at a young age. In this podcast, our guests will tell their own grief story, discussing how their losses have impacted their lives and the past they found themselves on. We laugh, we cry, but together we've come to realise that we are far from alone in our own grief journeys. Hi guys, I hope you are all well. So for this week's episode, I'm sharing the audio from the Instagram live that I did with Christy on Saturday. So Christy runs the Instagram account Healing Through Grief and the Facebook page Healing Through Grief with Christy. And we know how difficult this time of year can be for all of us who are grieving somebody that we love. Um, But the kind of festive season in particular can trigger a lot of emotions for a lot of people. And I just thought if any of you didn't have a chance to catch up on the live on the weekend, this would be the perfect opportunity for you to catch up and listen to what we spoke about on the go. So in this week's episode, you'll hear everything from feelings of jealousy over the festive season, adapting to new traditions, and obviously the upcoming COVID Christmas, where a lot of us are in a situation where our Christmases are even more kind of unidentifiable to how they were back when our parent was alive. Um, families that don't talk about grief answer just some general grief questions that were submitted by some of you. So I really hope that you enjoy this week's app and also a huge thank you to Christy for coming on and recording with me. I really appreciate it. I would also like to use this opportunity to thank those of you that have signed up to my patron service and anybody who's submitted a one-time donation to keep the podcast running this literally wouldn't be here without you. So thank you so much. Don't forget to subscribe and to rate the podcast wherever you're listening to it. It helps me to reach more people and I hope you all have a lovely week and I'll see you next time. Hey, Hey, perfect. You made it. How are you? Well, thank you. How are you? Good, thanks. We've got some people from the US this morning with their cup of teas ready, I'm sure. Yes, it's snowing outside. It's um I suppose for the benefit of people like watching or listening, um do you wanna kind of should we introduce ourselves so that we know kind of people that are watching? I'm guessing you know, you'll have some of your people checking in. You might not know who I am and vice versa. Um so yeah, knock yourself out. All right, so for those of you who don't know me, some of you maybe do. I'm Christy. Um, I live in Connecticut in the U.S. I lost my mom when I was 19 um, to metastatic melanoma, which is not just skin cancer, but skin cancer that is spread to kind of everywhere else and creates a terminal cancer. Um, I was in college at the time, already going to school for social work, but kind of changed my path of what kind of social work I wanted to do after that. Had a terribly bad experience with the social worker in the hospital where my mom was sick. Mm -hmm. She had no idea how to talk with me, someone my age, no idea what what to do. Um, So it was then I decided that that's what I was going to do. So for my career, I'm an oncology social worker. Um, It all kind of came full circle right after I graduated, got my first job in oncology social work. Just recently started a new one at like my dream job in oncology social work. So that's really great. Uh, I'm also on LCSW. I do therapy on the side, um, grief work, regular work, all sorts of therapy. <laughs> um, busy girl. <laughs> yes, yeah, too busy. Um, and about 
four or five years ago, I started a blog. I started blogging for this freelance site. Um, at the time, they were they were taking freelance bloggers like, right, we'll pay you if your blog is successful. I didn't think anyone would ever get paid. I didn't think anyone would ever like care, but I was going through a super bad breakup and I just needed a hobby. So I started blogging about my mom dying. Like at that point, she had died maybe like two or three years, four mm-hmm. years, something like that prior. And overnight one night, my blog just like took off. Somebody shared it from like some big site and it had like tens of thousands of views. And I'm like, what is this? Like, this is crazy. (laughs) I remember going downstairs to my dad after I wrote this and he's like, you're not a blogger. Like, what do you mean? Like, you're not going to get paid from doing this. And I'm like, no dad, but like, what if like people want to read it? Like, I don't care if I get paid. I don't even think they were paying much at that time. I just was excited. And like a couple days later, I came downstairs and was like, dad, this blog had 30,000 views overnight. And he was like, oh my God. So I just kept doing it. And then I started this Facebook page that just kind of blew up. I think like 35,000 people like it on Facebook now. And I don't even know like how that happened, but it's just become now just like a hobby that I do on the side. I write, I recently started this Instagram and I'm trying to get, get it going. I wish I had started it before because now I feel like so many more things are Instagram related and not. Yeah, the grief community is like thriving on Instagram. It's right. So I'm like, wow, I have this huge platform on Facebook, but people don't want to use Facebook anymore. So like, how do I get those people from Facebook to my Instagram? Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, I've started these different channels, which have been so awesome. I've met so many great people over the years, um, so many different people that reach out to me, message me all the time. People that I feel like now I've known my whole life, even though I've never met in person, which is so cool. (laughs) And I actually just started writing a book, which has been something I've been planning to do forever. Um, And it's finally in the works. So. Wow. How exciting. I mean, I was thinking about this last night and that's why I put that post up last night about like how, like we don't know what our future would have been like if our parent hadn't have died. And isn't it amazing how, and obviously it's such a huge tragedy, but you've, you're then helping other people from your work and at home in your free time. And like, that wouldn't have been a thing had that not have happened. I can't imagine. I think about it all the time since like every avenue of my life, my career, my hobbies, like so many things yeah. have happened, like surrounding the death of my mom that I really, I don't even know what my life would look like. Like, like my whole life has come full circle because of the loss of my mom, which is yeah it's such a weird thing isn't it yeah yeah um well for any of you watching as well that don't know who who I am so my name's Kat and I am the founder and host of the Dev Crime Club podcast um so I release weekly episodes with like young adults from all over the world who have lost a parent or parents um and we discuss like their particular loss and how that's changed the course of their lives and like the direction that they've gone on um and even though before I did it, you might have thought it'd be such a negative thing, like so sad to listen to you, blah, blah. Like the people's stories are honestly incredible and what they've done with their grief, you know, similarly to, to you, Christy, like listening to that week on week is amazing. So um, that's the Dead Prankle podcast. Um, I obviously run that because one of my parents died. Um, my mum passed away just over five years ago now. Um of what started with bowel cancer and um then ended up being obviously all over um and I was 20 at the time so kind of similar kind of stories really you know yeah um and yeah I suppose had my mum not have passed I definitely wouldn't be doing this that's for sure (laughs) definitely wouldn't be a thing um but yeah I am I am super grateful that I've kind of found a way to channel my loss and my grief and my experience into something that can be positive for other people um and it's so nice to see friendly faces on the as well um it's so nice for you to get you guys to comment on christie's uh, blog and stuff cool too that's lovely um so this particular live is going to cover like grieving over the holidays because obviously christmas is one of the hardest times of being here um, I think just so many families coming together and even in America, obviously you've just had Thanksgiving, which is obviously another huge thing for you guys over there as well. Um, so we asked you guys this week to kind of submit some questions. We've gathered all of those and basically we've figured out that we're going to kind of cover um, jealousy over the festive period because that is such a huge thing and quite a few of you commented on that. 
um, kind of mould into these new traditions that we found ourselves in um, COVID Christmas, because obviously coronavirus is impacting a lot of people this year. And also kind of general grief questions, um, like family members that don't talk about it, coping with being the only person that you know that's lost a parent and how difficult that can be. Um, kind of different ways to get through loss and kind of the implications of suffering with anxiety and stuff through that as well. Um, so we've got a lot to discuss, which is exciting. <laughs> um, so do you want to kick off with our first question, Christy? Sure, sure. Yeah. So um, feelings of jealousy were is something that people actually write into me all the time about. Like, mm-hmm. not even. Let's put Christmas aside for a second. I mean, in all aspects of life, I think especially being like a young adult, like the two of us, we don't know a lot of people who have lost a parent. I know, especially Mm -hmm. at 19, like I knew virtually no one. I knew maybe a handful of people and was reaching out to them from the day my mom got sick. But my core group of friends, like no one had been through that. And thank God I would never wish that on any of them. I'm so (laughs) happy that none of them have had to go through that but you start to live in like this combination of like isolation, but also mm-hmm. unfortunately, like at times jealousy. And I think that that was an, a lot harder for me at the beginning. Um, I definitely have worked on myself doing better with that. I would still say there's still plenty of times where it's like, I'm in a group of a room and everyone's talking about what they're doing with their mom yeah. or like, Oh, me and my mom are doing this or my mom are doing this. And like, Oh, we're planning this girl's trip. And like, like, you want to be happy for them. Like, that's so great that mm-hmm. they have that. But on the other hand, like, you want to be like, can you just shut up? Like, why are you yeah. talking about this in front of me? Like, I would love to have that adult relationship with my mom. And me and my mom mm-hmm. are really close um, and would have totally had, like, the best adult relationship. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know if you can relate with that or not, but I definitely, yeah. I think back to, like, who she was as a person and like who I'm becoming as a person. And I'm like, Oh my God, like we would literally like have the best time. Like she would just be like one of the girls. Like, and when I see other people have that, like it's impossible to not be jealous at times Mm -hmm. because it's just, we're never going to get that back, you know, and everybody else is going to continue to have it, which is great for them, but kind of sucks for us. I think holidays too, like social media has made it so much worse because I mean, we could do a whole other talk on like Mother's Day Mm -hmm. and that, but like anything that's like thrown in your face, like pictures of daughters and their mom and like everyone celebrating with their mom and buying Christmas gifts for their mom. And like, I have a really great family. COVID Christmas is obviously going to be an entirely different story. We'll Mm -hmm. get to later, but a normal holiday is it's fun. And like we have, I have a big family. I have a lot of cousins. We're really close. Me and my dad are the closest of close and it's really great but it's almost impossible to not still feel like anger and jealousy to like what's missing and yeah that holiday should look different on a day that maybe on just an everyday basis everyone isn't spending all their time with their mom right we're adults people have moved away from home like it's Mm -hmm. different holidays everyone goes home and everyone's with their moms and everyone's doing things with their moms and you're like I just don't want to see this anymore because it's just not fair. And it's hard to not be jealous. And I think people write to me all the time, like, how do I not be jealous of my friends for having their mom? And I said, honestly, like, I think it's a valid feeling. Do you let it control you? And are you angry at them Mm -hmm. because they don't have their mom? Like, no, like you're, that's great. I'm so glad they do. I would not wish this on my worst enemy, but at the same time, it's really hard to not have that. I think in the background, like, I don't even want to look at this because it's just annoying and I'm jealous. Like I'm low-key jealous. Yeah. 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 I have like a really kind of meat, kind of cruel habit of making my friends feel a little bit uncomfortable when they do stuff like this, but just because it's kind of my own kind of coping mechanism. Um, Like my, my friends were on the group chat yesterday and one of them, their mum has been sending them loads of like Christmas goodies over the last couple of weeks, like on the lead up to Christmas and in them, showing all these photos and stuff then my other friend was like oh I wish my mom would send me things like that so I just like so reply back to it like same <laughs> just because like <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> you can't help it like you really can't help it um, and I think it's one one way of looking at it is that like um it is kind of like a coping mechanism like it's funny but I think 
under it all it is kind of another way of me being like remember like not all of us have got um like our parents this year um and I think a lot of people do that a lot of people kind of find ways to kind of you know remind people of their loss in a way that's not going to make other people feel too uncomfortable and um, my friends even said after I said that they were like oh that's going to come onto the podcast this week isn't it and I was like yes it will <laughs> you're right after time goes on people do it's not that they forget but I just think it's not at the forefront of their mind anymore and given that we've moved forward and time has passed and it may not be the only thought in my head all the time anymore but when people do do that it then becomes that and it's so hard to like like how do I be nice to my friends and not be like show my jealousy and show like not let them share happy things but at the same time remind them like maybe you could be like a little more conscious about what you talk about in front of me knowing that this time of year like might be a little more difficult than other Mm -hmm. times and like how to approach Mm -hmm. that in like a not being like mean and not being like (laughs) spiteful but like also being Mm -hmm. like yeah me too it's so hard to find a nice balancing act isn't it because like otherwise you can't join in with that conversation without highlighting the fact that you can't showcase something you can't bring something like that to that conversation um like what do you think that you've done to kind of stop those feelings of jealousy because I feel like from my point of view I it is something that you just kind of have to adapt to with time like there's nothing that I can say that has been like an actionable thing to do to stop feeling like that I think it is just something that becomes a little bit less kind of overwhelming as time goes on yeah I think you're right I think it's 100% like it's one of those things like you just kind of I think enough time has gone by eventually Mm -hmm. that it doesn't bother you as much because you've gotten more used to this being your reality and you've been a friend with the dead mom for so long that like it's become like you're just used to it like as I imagine like my friends who never had a relationship with their dad like I try to put it into perspective like that like me and my dad are so close and I feel like I'm constantly talking about my dad constantly of us we're always doing things together and part of me sometimes is like wow like that could really probably be pretty crappy for the people in my life who don't have a relationship with their father or never knew their dad or even if they're uh if I had which I don't think I have um like somebody's dad died like it's all the same Mm -hmm. thing it's just it's like the same but different so I try to think about it as that like does that mean that I wouldn't want to share positive things and happy things about the parent that I still have and they get to be happy and thankful and talk about their mom so I think that that's helped me kind of like put it on the back burner a little bit when as at first like I'll never forget the first time we it was really fresh after my mom died and we were in my friend's backyard and it mother it was gonna be the first mother's day coming up and my mom had died like god six months prior like it was really fresh like I was still like hanging on by a thread and one of my friends initiates the topic of Mother's Day. And I don't know if it was like forgetting that I was sitting there or once again, it's out of sight, out of mind. Like people forget we were in college. People are selfish in college. Like I think it's just like, and the topic came up like, oh, what are you getting your moms for Mother's Day? And I'm like taking a deep breath in the background. And like the conversation started and nobody had, nobody at this point has acknowledged like Christy sitting here, maybe we should cool it. Like her mom just died. And I just like, got up and went home. I didn't say bye to anyone. I got up, I went inside, I got in my car and I drove home. Everyone's texting me like, oh my God, like, so we weren't even thinking, like, I'm so sorry. And like, but, like I got up and left so quickly, like no one even got to like say anything. But it's nothing really against them, is it? It's more kind of taking yourself out of that really painful situation. Right. right. And I mean, like, and I don't want to be cruel and be like, you don't get to talk about your mom. But at that Mm. point, it was just way too much for me. And I couldn't even do it. Whereas now I think I could sit in in a conversation like that, make a joke and like, look up up and be like, hey, like, mom, what do you want for Mother's Day? And like, sometimes people (laughs) laugh, sometimes they cringe a little bit and are like, Mm. really? (laughs) But like, now I can turn it into a little bit more of a joking Mm. situation. Whereas before it was like, I can't even be here. Mm, mm. I think it definitely depends on where you're at with your grief journey and also if you have like a bad day or a bad week and you're just like 
F this. Like, I don't want to be here. Like, I'm just going to, I'm just going to take myself out of that situation. And I think something like that, like, should never be taken personally by, like, friends and family and stuff. Because you, when you're grieving, you've got to do what's the best thing for you, don't you? Um, so I think you definitely took one for the team there. And you're just like, sing it. <laughs> or, like, something not so great comes out of my mouth and everybody's really offended. Yeah. You know, but I think like you're so right with it's wherever you are at in your grief journey. And Mm -hmm. for some people, they may be stuck in that phase for way longer than other people. Like nobody's Mm -hmm. grief is the same. Nobody's it's your personality. It's your relationship with that person. It's what your outside support looks like. Like there's so many different components. So when someone says to me, like, when does this get easier? Like this specific situation. I don't think mm. there's a time frame like, oh, like on January 2nd, two years into my grief, <laughs> I realized that like, I'm okay with this now. Like, I just don't think that that's how it goes. I think mm. it's, it's different for everybody. And honestly, it's all a blur of when it starts to get easier. And then one day you realize yeah. you just went two days without crying and that's like a win. And- yeah, <laughs> literally. That's so true. Um, okay, well, the next kind of theme for this holiday chat is nutrition. I think as time goes on, like, nutrition is such a thing with, like, it kind of gets different every year. So, like, the first year, you've got, like, how do I cope the first year without them? After that, it's, like, what new traditions do you have that kind of complement the old ones? And then it gets even more difficult with, like, maybe extra family members have joined. Maybe your parent has found somebody new and their families have joined. And suddenly Christmas is pretty much unidentifiable to what it was when your parent was alive. And like, it must be really like, I'm kind of five years in now. And I think the first Christmas without my mum, there was a lot of pressure on it. Like, it kind of felt like this really big event, like this really big daunting thing ahead of me. And I just had no idea how it was going to pan out. Like, no. Um, and I think for the first Christmas, you really have to like ride the wave and not kind of put too much pressure on yourself to make things a certain way um do you remember what your first Christmas was like after your mum died because that must have been really soon after if Mother's Day was just six months later yeah so my mom died in November so same as me yeah yeah November the 5th so she died on bonfire night went out with a bang mine was November 7th so pretty close wow yikes November what a great month Um, yeah, so Thanksgiving in here in the US was like just a few weeks later and then Christmas and it was like those first months like I don't even really remember them. Like yeah. It I'm actually just wrote the chapter of my book that's on the first year and I think I wrote like it's literally just like survival mode like you're just trying to like get up and get through each day and like be like a somewhat functioning human and handle your responsibilities so then you throw a holiday into the mix and it's just like what do you mean I have to like put actual clothes on and go spend time with our (laughs) family who like has their parents and like it it just like made me ill like the thought of it so Mm -hmm. I mean my dad is great and like he did so much to try to make it seem like a normal year Mm -hmm. or like whatever you need like if you don't feel comfortable going like you don't have to go But for me, it was like, I mean, unhealthy coping mechanisms. I probably drank way too much. (laughs) I'm just trying to like get through this day and Mm -hmm. how can I do this and like wake up tomorrow and the holidays be over because like, once Mm -hmm. again, I know everybody is celebrating with their mothers and it's literally like, I just don't want any part of it. Like, I don't want to go on social media and see your family photos. I don't want to know what your mom got you for Christmas. Like, I'm just like really trying to wake up and get through each day at this point. Yeah. And yours obviously was very yeah. close too. So did you feel similar to that? Yeah. I mean, we have like a very, very big family. Usually like my mom was one of five slash six. It's complicated. Um, so like we've got, I've got a lot of cousins and aunties and uncles and stuff. Um, but for the first Christmas, we actually, we didn't have Christmas at home for the first time in quite a long time. And we went to my brother's house and it was just me, my dad, my two brothers and my brother's partner. And it was just a very quiet Christmas. It was just a case of, I think we were just trying to get through the day. Um, my dad is probably not like your dad in a way. I think my dad was just in survival mode himself. And I think it was it was just a case of just, let, let's just get through this. Um, I think since then, 
we are just trying to find our feet again and trying to find our own new traditions whilst also kind of complementing the old ones. So I don't live with my dad anymore. Um, but I'm going to go over to his house today to help him decorate the house because that's what my mum would do. Like I would always decorate the house with my mum and like the female would always take charge when it comes to decorating. Um, so like, even though I don't live there now, I'm going to go home and make the effort and like, kind of spend that time with him doing the house up. So I know that he wouldn't want to do it on his own otherwise. Um, and then it's kind of like my dad will always bake a big Christmas cake because that's what him and my mum used to do together. So we have found ways to kind of incorporate what we would do if mum was still here into it whilst at the same time just bending each year with like what we need or what's expected of us or what's going on around us um last year we had a very quiet Christmas it was just me my boyfriend my dad and my boyfriend's nan and um, because his parents live in Fortaventura um and this year we're going to do the same again because obviously we can't see extended family um which is a shame but I think I definitely for me I do not put high expectations on Christmas anymore I think that's what I found the hardest my mum made Christmas amazing she made it what it is she was so thoughtful with gifts she was amazing with food she really made the house a home she wanted everybody to come over all the time and that was the hardest thing that I think I've had to do over the last couple of years is really have low expectations on big events like Christmas and birthdays and stuff even on a budget quality is non-negotiable that's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Because that's just not what it's going to be like anymore. <laughs> Which I think is a really hard reality. Um, but I do think it gets easier in time, that reality. Yeah. I know people don't always want to hear that, but I think it does because not that I think it's ever easy that your mom isn't here. I think it's more of like you've just gotten used to that this is your life and the new reality yeah. starts to feel more normal over time. Yeah, 100%. Um, is your dad kind of a new partner or anything? So my dad did not start dating until five years after my mom died. Um, so he waited a long time. I honestly thought he might never um, date again. But whatever he did it was super hard at first that's a whole nother topic we could have um, but he's been so wonderful and like keeping it for a long time keeping it like separate until I felt comfortable mm. otherwise um to this day the most he's done is his girlfriend will attend a holiday with him but like not her family okay. and I think that that's the, that's enough <laughs> for me like I don't know it's really so hard because like who am I to be selfish you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of work on like I can't be selfish like my dad deserves to move on and my dad deserves to have a life but at the same time I'm not looking for like this Brady Bunch merge of my family and I feel Mm -hmm. like that that's okay to accept but like holidays also can be like weird in that sense because everybody gathers with their family and you know, like there's such like a weird thin line. So it hasn't happened yet with anyone other than her. And like, mm-hmm. I've gotten a lot more comfortable with that in time. I mean, it's still, it's still weird. It's never going to be like a thing that's totally comfortable, I don't think. And for anybody who can get to that point, like you get all the points in the world in my book, you're <laughs> a stronger person than I am. Um. No, well, yeah, so my dad actually, I think my dad's been on one date. Um, in the in the last like year, um, nothing progressed from that. Um, so kind of the questions that we've got about like kind of 
having Christmas with like extended family or like your dads or mums and your partner, I can't imagine how hard that must be for quite a lot of people. Um, Because there's already such a huge void of where that person should be. And I feel like when you try and put another person in that void, it actually becomes even bigger than it was before because this person is never going to replace them, is it? Um, I think, again, it just comes with really working on yourself to be able to adapt to these different circumstances every year. So they will always change. And I think if you can kind of find more time for yourself during these, like, isn't like at the end of the day, Christmas isn't just one day, is it? It's like a freaking month long event now. <laughs> um, so I think try and like find, even if you might have to bend a little further than you'd like to on Christmas day, you can then stand your ground on, on other days and kind of be like, no, I want to spend one-on-one time with you that day or I want to do something for myself that day and really try and make the whole festive season like a bunch of like different situations <laughs> rather than like kind of focus on how awful that one day is going to be. Right, right. I think like getting used to that fact that like your life is not going to ever be the same and this these holidays are never going to look the same as they looked with your mom alive. So yeah. if that means... I think you said it perfectly doing things for yourself and being, I think in a way being selfish and changing what that means for you. If it means it's going to be easier to get you through the day and get you through these days and this season, then I think you deserve that. Like, yeah, just because other people are grieving a loss too. You're the only person who's grieving like this exact loss, like at this time. And I think it's really important to remember that, that just because other people are grieving, like, doesn't mean that your grief isn't valid. Yeah. I was actually talking to somebody on the podcast the other day who, like, her dad lives on her own and she feels, like, the pressure every year to go and spend Christmas with him. But it doesn't bring her any happiness whatsoever. Like, it actually makes her really, really miserable. And now she's got the choice this year to spend it with her partner and, you know, have that one-on-one time together. And she was like, I really want to, to do something for myself this year and actually have a night of Christmas that I'm going to enjoy for myself through and through. And I just think, like, if, like, you do have to think of number one sometimes. Like, we are, we're a lot, a lot, I don't know whether you got it a lot, but, like after my mum died, people were always like, oh, look after your dad. Make sure you're looking after your dad. And you're just like, you know what? This year, you can F off. I want to look after number one, which is me. I just think if any of you are in that situation where it really is a choice of happiness or being upset, then choose happiness to go and see your parents another day about Christmas. I'm not convinced. Right. Right. I think we, grief is one of those things that I feel like it's happening to everybody, all these different people in our life. Right. And we often like stop putting ourselves first and we often Mm -hmm. like selflessly are there for other people, but we aren't actually tending to our own needs. And like, obviously I'm a therapist, so my, I like thrive on the word like self-care, but that doesn't mean that and we all practice it as much as we should, as much as I like give my clients homework assignments each week, like, come on, self-care activities. <laughs> really hard. Like, I think at times to do that for yourself and to find those things and like accept that like this really can be hard and that's okay. And I need a break and I need to see no one and I need alone time and do something for me and like be a little selfish. Um, but I totally get it like with like a surviving parent with your siblings I'm an only child so I don't get that part as much Um, but I think it's really hard to not think of other people because that's just who we are it's human isn't it yeah and you become even more empathetic when you're grieving I think as well when you've lost somebody you become like even more you think about other people even more than you did before, which I think is actually one of the hardest things. That would probably lead us quite well into a COVID Christmas where um, a lot of grievers are going to be in a situation where either they're on their own or they're kind of stuck without get, like not being able to get close to people that usually help them. And I just think the year is going to be, it's going to be really difficult. 100%. Um, I think I just wrote a blog post or 
an Instagram post, some some kind of post the other day on this topic and after Thanksgiving because holidays have gotten easier for me. Um, unfortunately, a lot of my cousins have since lost parents. We've had like a whole mm. run of grief in our family. And as terrible as that is, we all kind of share this um, mutual like this sucks our life. Yeah. I love holidays with my cousins and like my family. And it's been the only thing that's gotten me through since my mom died is that like, we have so much fun. There's so many of us, like it's great. And like Thanksgiving wasn't that. And I didn't think I would care. I'd be like, Oh, it's COVID. Like, it's just going to be like every other day. It was so depressing. And like, I was with my dad and we went over to see my grandparents and like we ate and we went home and it was like, this is like reminding me of how I felt like so depressed at the beginning of these Christmas yeah. days. It almost like brought me back into that because it was just not the same. It was like starting over, like how I felt like without my mom of things being entirely new and different and like not in a good way. That's how I felt all over again. So it was like part two. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine that people who have had to like be by themselves or are stuck with family that they don't really like, mm-hmm. don't feel comfortable with and like, all our normal outlets have been taking taken away. Like I think the Christmas season is going to be so incredibly difficult and isolating for people who don't, who are stuck in this like COVID Christmas. Yeah, a hundred percent. And I think we really do rely on like that kind of like supporting and like camaraderie from other people, don't we? Like over like the holidays and stuff. And the best thing about the holidays as well is like being able to choose some other time who you're going to see over different days as well. And, you know, like for me, I really rely a lot on my aunties and my cousins for like, not necessarily like grief support, but like they knew my mum really well. So it's like having the opportunity to speak about my mum when me and my dad aren't going to sit there and talk about my mum all day because like, it's just not something that we do together. We don't have that kind of, like, you know, we obviously acknowledge it, but with my cousins and stuff, we can have like really kind of meaningful conversations and they share memories of it with me and I really love it and I think so many people are going to be in the same situation where they're going to go through that day and maybe their parents name isn't even going to get brought up and on such a big like pinnacle day of the year like that I just think that is going to be really hard and with regards to like what you can do when you're kind of stuck away from loved ones we really are in like a virtual world which is just it because nothing beats having a hug right on a normal day it's isolating enough for people like people's need for therapy and like social support and has been higher in COVID than like I've ever known in my life, like in this field. So like the idea of the holidays, I think, especially you throw grief in the mix. Like it's, it's okay to feel like, I think sad and just like want this to be Mm -hmm. over. Like it's okay to not be in the holiday spirit. Like people who don't want to decorate the house and don't want to like put up a tree or put Christmas lights outside because I, I don't blame you. Like, I think mm. things are not the same and it's okay to feel like this year is like, I don't want to say like a wasted year. Like we can all find like good things that happen. We've grown. <laughs> yeah. Like, but I think it's a year that like, we can say like, I can't wait for this to be over and us to start back to normal, like next time. Mm. That. Mm. Like not doing what you were supposed to do or your obligation to someone else. I think that that's totally fine. Like Mm. I think everyone gets this year. (laughs) I think again, it it kind of comes back to not putting too much pressure on the day. Like, you know, just really, just really try and work on yourself to like not have too high expectations. And then it might end up that you end up being pleasantly surprised that you have, whether it's a day on your own, but you actually enjoy a really nice meal by yourself and you enjoy kind of the quiet or if it's kind of a day with people that you usually wouldn't spend it with, but you actually end up having some really lovely moments together. Like I think just try to not put too much pressure on it and then try and look back at the end of the day and maybe then kind of figure out what you want to do going forward to kind of make the festive season a little bit better <laughs> if you can. Even if it's different, like what works for you yeah. and what brings you some level of happiness. Mm, yeah, definitely. Um. Okay. So, we have some very kind of quick grief questions. Um, so maybe we can just kind of ask them and then we can give like one, I don't know, maybe just quickly cover it. But um, something that people talked about was families that don't talk about grief. 
Um, and obviously this can be harder over the festive season as well like I said before it can be really nice when you're kind of able to have a chat with somebody about your parent or your loved one um so I don't know do you, like how do you deal with family members that don't talk about grief like for me I again have a list of people that I can talk to and they might not be family members I just think sometimes family aren't the best people to go to stuff like that and that unfortunately is just one of the shit parts about grieving <laughs> Totally. Totally. I think that you have to find like what your tribe of people is that you feel comfortable Mm. talking about these topics with. And like, for me, it was always such a struggle to talk about grief and my mom with anybody who had not experienced a similar loss. Yeah. Yeah. Because sure. Like I have wonderful friends and wonderful family who have tried to help, but at the end of the day, like they don't get it. They still have their Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just, like, makes the conversation frustrating. And I think to accept that, like, your family might not be that person for you. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. I think being a therapist, I've kind of forced the grief talk out of my dad, like, in a super unhealthy, at first, a super unhealthy way that he was totally not ready for. But in time, it's allowed for healthy conversation because, like, he never would have talked about it. He never... He's very quiet. He keeps to himself. He's suffered so many losses in his life and like never went to therapy, would never go to therapy. And like, here I am at the yeah. table, therapist daughter, like, we're going to talk about mom tonight. <laughs> it's really helped with that. But not everybody in my life would I push to that level. Like I would push him. And I think for me, it's easier. Like I have friends. I have a friend who lost her mom a year after me she actually we actually weren't friends we didn't even know each other were we lived in the same town yada 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 now she's my go-to person that I text Mm -hmm. and then we probably never would have been friends otherwise but now like we were the same age when our moms died like we live in the same town we were both only children like those are the kind of people that I want to go to like and I think to accept that if it's not your family like that's okay I think Mm -hmm. it never hurts to be the person who kind of like pushes it a little bit and other people in your family talking because sometimes people are just afraid to initiate that conversation so like I don't they're afraid to upset people aren't they like right right so like I can't talk about your mom like what if like what if I make you upset like no like I want you to so I think Mm -hmm. it's okay to remind people of that but if it seems like you're doing that too much and you're not getting what you should or what you want in return then Mm -hmm maybe you accept that that person in your family just isn't going to be that for you, unfortunately. 100%. 100%. I think as well, like for people that haven't got people that they know one-on-one or that are, are close to them um, that have lost a parent, like the grief community is an amazing place to just connect with people um, and to have short conversations with people about your loss and how you're feeling and stuff. And there's so much out there that you can resonate with. Um, I just think there is just, I don't know we're we're really blessed at the moment, especially during COVID and stuff, to have this huge like grief community online where we can kind of rely on each other. And you can like just put something out there like, does anybody else ever feel really really jealous and hate their friends when they're talking about their parent at Christmas? And you'll have hundreds of people that are like, oh my god, yes! And just straight away that just gives you a feeling of like you are not on your own with your grief, which is amazing. Such a validating thing. Thank God we have the internet and. We have all of these different social media avenues now that you can just feel less alone. And God, there's 35,000 people who like my page on Facebook. That's 35,000 people who know, like what this loss is like. And I'm that's yeah. just putting a dent into it. You know, like there are people out there. They may not be your neighbor. They may not be your cousin. They may not be your best friend from childhood, but like they exist. Mm, 100%. Um, some questions that other people asked were like cope with being the only one in your friendship group without a mum and somebody else said um what's the best tip on how to say no I just think it really goes kind of just just take you back to kind of earlier topics in this conversation when you know we've talked about how sometimes you have to be selfish and you have to say no to people you have to put yourself first that's one of the most important things when you're grieving um and also again being with the only person in your friendship group without a mum just the grief community um will 100% give you that kind of camaraderie and support that you need sometimes um and I think you know you're bound to find find at least one other person on here that's kind of had a similar story to you um and that you can resonate with 
Totally. Yeah. I think it's most people, if you were our age, when you lost your mom, probably are the only one in your friend group without one, or if you lost your dad, or if you lost your brother or sister, whoever you, whoever you lost. And if you're young, you probably are the only one in your friend group. And I think that that's a really like shitty reality. And, Mm -hmm. but it's, goes back to what we talked about. It's all about finding those other people who can be your like grief tribe and your grief support and it's okay that they're not your best friends and your immediate friends. It's a new bond that you guys are always going to share that now is like, you, you always are going to have that in common. And I think nobody else can share with that. So if it's not your friend group, it's not your friend group. They can be there for others. They could be there for your breakup. They've all had that. hundred <laughs> percent. I actually always joke that I have, I have like separated my friends and like different mental categories in my head. So I've got like friends that I go to if I want a night out and have some fun. Friends that I go to if I want to sit in and just chill and do nothing. Friends that I would go to to have like a meaningful conversation and they don't know what group they're in, but I've got them in my head. <laughs> so then I can kind of just like pick up, they're like, like in like a toolkit and I can pick them out whenever it is necessary. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I think, right, you have that box aside of friends that I can talk about my grief with. Yeah, 100% needed. Um, one of the things that people brought up to us, which is actually such a huge conversation in itself, and I'm upset that we're not going to be able to like dive into it so much, like grief and anxiety, um, getting through grief, that medication and stuff like that. I think that is just such, it is such a huge conversation to have because so many people that are grieving um, struggle with mental illness and um, I myself did and um, I do just want to touch very quickly on like getting through loss without medication Um there is like stigma unfortunately still on like taking medication taking antidepressants taking anti-anxieties and stuff and I just feel like it's really important to say that like you need to do whatever is right for you at that time don't feel scared to take medication if that's what's being prescribed to you to get you through these hard times um and grief like something that I wish that I had known before my mum died was that grief is one of the hardest things that you will ever ever have to go through it's so mentally taxing and but there is a lot more to kind of grieving and self-care than medication there is also a lot more out there as well like you can't just leave it at medication you need to explore lots of other things as well I agree I agree I um there is a stigma I will come out and say I too was prescribed some anxiety meds um, <laughs> and some depression meds and <laughs> I went to therapy, you know like I think I'm a therapist, so obviously I will, like, I'm biased, but I think everyone could use therapy. Mm. And sometimes I also will say that I have to refer my clients to get some medication too, because it is Mm -hmm. not always enough. Do I think that maybe it's not the first step? Like, let's just put, go on every med we can Mm. find, numb ourselves? Like, no. But Mm. I think that it's okay to be on medication. It's okay to admit that, like, I'm so anxious I cannot function and, like, therapy is great but like I need more than this too and I think but if you're not comfortable with it I think that there's so many other avenues you could explore which like you said this is a whole hour discussion in itself I'm sure (laughs) (laughs) but there's just it's okay it's okay to accept that you're not okay I think Mm -hmm. 100% well thank you so much I think before we wrap this up um I think maybe we could ch- we could like share maybe like one of our top tips on getting through the the holiday season as a quick wrap up. Yeah. Um. Okay. You go first then. What's your top tip for anybody to get through the holiday season whilst grieving? All right. I'm gonna give you the therapist tip. Self care. I don't care if you have time for it or not. Make it. I don't care if it's as simple as reading a book or taking a bath. I don't mm-hmm. care if it's you I mean obviously we can't I can't go get on a plane and go to Cancun like I'd like to do for some self-care right now but um I think whatever self-care means for you in the time of COVID I don't care like what plans you have to cancel what obligations need to be put on hold I think you need to do what you Mm -hmm. need yourself to get through these hard times 
Mm-hmm. Snaps to that. Could not agree more. Um, mine again is going to go back to that whole. Just do not put too much pressure on yourself on to make that one day amazing. Um, the festive season is the season. It isn't just one day, and like you just schedule. It is kind of an act of self-care. Just scheduling time in for you to enjoy yourself, to just really kind of make some happy memories, and also to take time to acknowledge that you know it is going to be hard. It's definitely not easy. Before we go, Christy, where can everybody find you? Okay, so Facebook, you can search Healing Through Grief with Christy Lynn. That's where everybody is, apparently. And on Instagram here, um, Healing Through Grief with then an underscore. And then I have a blog, um, christylynnblog.com, which I share all those blogs everywhere else anyways. But yeah, come come check it out and join yeah. us on our in our grief club. The I like to call the club we never asked to be a part of, but yeah. <laughs> nonetheless um, and you can find the podcast on any of your podcast streaming platforms um the dead parent club and on instagram where you are now and on facebook at the dead parent club yeah fabulous thank you so much christy i'll talk to you soon thank you talk to you soon bye thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the dead parent club podcast I so hope that you've enjoyed it and you found some comfort in the stories that you've heard here today. As always, I would just like to remind you that neither myself nor any of the guests that come onto the show are healthcare professionals. Therefore, if you do find yourself struggling with your grief, I highly recommend that you seek out professional help, whether that be from your GP or from the numerous charities out there that are available to you. Please also remember that you can reach out to us at any time on Instagram at DPC Podcast, on Facebook at The Dead Parent Club, and you can email us at dpcpodcast at hotmail.com. Alternatively, you can check out our website where a resources page is also available at www.dpcpodcast.co.uk. Also, please don't hesitate to contact me if you want to get involved in the podcast in any way, whether that be coming onto the show or to write a blog for us as well if coming onto a podcast isn't your thing. Thank you so much once again for listening and we'll see you next week. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.